In this episode, I talk with Dottie Berry, who is bringing together players and experts in live interactive events to improve health and fitness in pickleball. Ironically, it took three different people to convince Dottie to start playing pickleball, and just a couple of years later, she's bringing together professionals and other experts. Her next summit is January 28th through the 29th. So let's get to the intro to hear more from Dottie about the summit and other things. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Dottie Berry. Welcome, Dottie. Hey, thanks, Lynn. Great to be with you today. Well, great. I've got a lot of interesting stuff I want to get into with you, but I almost always start with somebody's origin story in terms of how they got involved in pickleball. So what was your story? Oh, gosh, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But here's the thing. I coached women's basketball at the University of Kentucky years ago, and I was talking to my former trainer one day, Mimi Porter, and she said something about pickleball. And I was like, well, what is pickleball? She tried to tell me a little bit about it. And it was probably, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, and I was talking to one of my clients in Oklahoma. And she said, oh, I love working with your bioenergy device because it helps my tennis elbow when I'm playing pickleball. And I went, pickleball? What is pickleball? And so I guess they say third time's a charm. I was at a conference in Arizona with a friend. And she said, we're going to go stay with my friends for the weekend. I said, oh, that sounds like fun. I mean, I barely get in their house. And they say, well, we're going to play pickleball tomorrow. I said, okay, this is the third time I've heard this in like a, a month and a half. It, tell me about pickleball. So they got this iPad and said, watch this video. And I went, well, I didn't bring any court shoes and I don't have a paddle. They put a paddle in my hand, brought me a new pair of shoes in my size that they had in the garage. They were going tomorrow. And the rest is history in terms of <laughs> how I started playing. So that was a lot of fun. And I came back because I live in a really small town, Birch Bay, Washington, about 6,000 people. And I thought, oh my goodness, there's probably no pickleball around here. Well, little did I know they had been playing pickleball just five minutes away from where I live at the community center since like 2012 or 13, you know, and I was like, I cannot believe this has been going on right in front of my eyes. And a couple of weeks later, I went to Hawaii. That's another interesting story that led me to to Tyson McGuffin. <laughs> oh, me. Okay, so you got to tell me what, what happened uh, no, with Tyson. Like, okay, like what happened there? Okay, so like two weeks after I start playing, I go to Maui. And I look for places to play pickleball, of course. So there were places right along the water, and I was just having a blast. I was going down there every day. You know, what's bad about being on a pickleball court looking out at the ocean? And then I heard about Lori Looney, and she's been playing for 50 years. She has a court in her backyard. And I went up, and my wife and I got a lesson with her. But bottom line is, I was coming back on the plane. I sat by this guy and his wife, and, you know, he just said, well, what did you do while you were in Hawaii? And I went, I played pickleball every day. He said, really? He said, well, you know, you really uh, need to know about Tyson McGuffin because he just won uh, gold at the Hawaii Open, you know. And I said, sir, I am so sorry. I'm so ignorant and new that I have no idea who Tyson McGuffin is. He said, well, you need to look him up when you get home. Well, I Googled him 
I come to find out that he's from Washington at the time where he lived, lives right across the border in Idaho now, and that he was doing a pickleball camp. So what does a coach always want, Lynn? We want a coach. <laughs> so that June, I go to his boot camp and, you know, just love it and loved meeting him. And of course, that was the beginning of my relationship with Tyson and working with him with our bioenergy device and just all kinds of great things and learning all about pickleball. So that's kind of a long winded, but boy, I had the threads, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely, <laughs> definitely brought it all together. So and I do have to ask you about your bioenergy device and how Tyson and other people are using that. Well, you, you know, my question to Tyson is, you know, if I had something that could help you recover faster, on the pickleball court, would that be of interest to you? And he said, oh, yeah, you know, so that kind of started the journey with him becoming educated about what we do. And the bottom line is it improves your blood flow, which increases the oxygen and nutrients to your cells and eliminates the metabolic waste faster. So when that happens, the lactic acid doesn't sit in your legs. And, and we all know that when the lactic acid sits there, that's why you get your soreness and so forth. So the younger people use it so much for the recovery. And people like myself, I use it to maintain the health I already have because I know that our blood flow slows down as we age. And I want to keep my immune system as strong as I can. You know, all those types of things that are great when you have better blood flow, because about 95% of your, I would say, doctors say about 95% of things that come about in your body are from disruption of your microcirculation. That makes up 74% of your body. So, you know, if you can keep that good, it, it's like, you know, I live near two hours north of Seattle. If you've ever been to Seattle or any big city and you're in a traffic jam, it's not a good thing. You know, you're stuck. And that's kind of happens inside our bodies if we don't keep the highways clear, which is your microcirculation. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Work with Sarah Ansbury uses it and, you know, other Laura Fenton Cavanda. And so we just got a lot of great people who want to keep as healthy as they can. It's for everyday people or athletes or anybody. Well, that's great. And that definitely sounds like something I should, should try. But I'm interested, too. I mean, you've got quite a health background in you know, and kind of circling back, we were talking earlier about you starting pickleball in 2018. So how do you go from that to having a health shift summit that you have coming up? Well, this is what's kind of interesting. Since about 2010, I've done training for people for how to be online. And so as we went into the pandemic, I actually thought, you know, because I have my health business, but I also do online things. And I thought, you know what? People who have their offline businesses really need to know how to bring things online because there's actually much more opportunity. Face-to-face -face is great. I love it. But it's also limiting. You can't reach around the world. So I started uh, training people on that. And I thought, you know what? I should really put together a summit on the mental game because what are people dealing with right now with this pandemic? It was, I mean, nobody knew what was happening. And that's very mentally challenging. And as a former coach, I coached women's basketball at the University of Kentucky. I know how important the mental game is to any sport. I mean, you don't get there without a strong mental game. 
And I just felt like as much as I heard about drilling in pickleball and this and that, I didn't really hear people talking about the mental game as much. So I wanted to elevate the conversation about the mental game. And I was able to get Ann McLean, the astronaut, to come and launch our, our event. And that, that was a challenge in and of itself, the hoops you have to go through with NASA to get that to happen. But, you know, through some connections, I was able to make that happen. And why did I get her? Because, you know, 204 days in, in space, that's called isolation for sure. I thought she could give us some tips about how to deal with that. And my real goal, Lynn, was to have people, their ante in the mental game, and then be prepared to take those skills back on the court. And there's things that you can do even when you're off the court, as we know, to improve your game, whether it's with your physical skills, your mental skills. So fast forward that to I'm sitting here going, you know what? Every time I'm in the pickleball forum, I'm always seeing people talk about their injuries and they're disappointed because they can't be on the court. And I thought there's not enough conversation about how to prevent injuries versus overcoming injuries. You know, after the fact, yes, we want to overcome them. But the important thing is, how do you prevent these injuries? So I thought, hmm, now's the time to the ante. You know, we got to elevate this conversation about overall health and fitness for pickleball so that you can stay on the court for as long as you want, no matter your age. Okay. So that's how that one came about. And I started reaching out to people like Dr. Pickleball, who's Dr. Alan Rosenthal. He's a sports podiatrist. Dr. Frank Allen, you know, the pickleball PT. CJ Johnson, who does so much in our pickleball community. She's going to co-host with me. Tyson McGuffin. I mean, he's a brute in the gym <laughs> off the court. So I think hopefully some of these things are of interest to people. And you don't have to be injured to come participate in it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I would love that, too, because if you think about, you know, COVID and, you know, I think more and more people are going to get back to playing if they haven't been playing, you know, just yeah. kind of these long, long layoffs. I, I want to make sure that, you know, I stay healthy for sure. Well, that was part of my thinking on it. And that's a great point, Lynn, uh, as a good reminder. I thought, you know, it's winter. Okay. Now, granted, some people don't have winter weather in Arizona. They got great weather. Maybe they can play outdoors. But people who are where they can't even play indoors because either they just don't feel safe or the facilities are closed up, we're going to be like a bunch of crazy people by the time spring comes. Oh, just get out there. We're going to be like weekend warriors. You can go out there and not properly warm up. You know, dynamic stretching is the real key before static stretching afterwards. A lot of people don't even realize I'll see people all the time doing this static stretching before they play pickleball. And it's it's really opposite. You want to use dynamic stretching that mimics as closely the type of activity you're going to do on the court. But I see a lot of people still just walk out on the court and start playing. And then what do they do? They pull a hamstring or they, you know, do different things. Even with tennis elbow, uh, there's a variety of things that people need to pay attention to because once you get tennis elbow, it's not a fun thing to deal with. So, you know, it's just, I guess I'm just a curious person, Lynn, and I like to bring things together. And I feel like, wow, I have a skill where I can put this together. Why not help our community? 
Well, that's great. And I think that's kind of, you know, what I found with the podcasting is it's just a, another way to put the word out about pickleball. And I, I love the fact that yours is a, you know, everything you do right now is related to being a health summit. So talk a little bit about, you know, if somebody wants to see the summit or watch it, I guess it's probably live. And what are the dates for it? Yes, it's the 28th and 29th of January. And we're going to be starting at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So if you go to pbhealthshiftsummit.com, so PB, of course, is for pickleball. So pbhealthshiftsummit.com, then you can register for free. And, you know, it's going to give you some follow-up emails. You're going to be able to see the schedule and who's speaking when. And obviously, we hope people can come live, but we know that everybody can't be on there live. So as long as you register, you'll be able to go right back there and watch the recording. But that's what we call home base. So even once you register, you're going to go back to pbhelpshiftsummit.com. And it's going to recognize that you've already registered. It's kind of like if you came to my door one time, the first time you ring the doorbell and I say, hey, Lynn, come on in. Well, the next time, maybe it recognizes you and the door just opens. (laughs) So that's kind of what happens when you go back to that domain name for our summit. That's home base. And once you register, you just go back there and on the day and boom, you're, you're going to be watching it right inside there. And you said it starts at 1 p.m. Pacific time, correct? Pacific time, yep. And then is it, does it have like, how many sessions will there be and kind of how long will it be going? Yeah, we, what we'll do is CJ and I will open it up for about 15 minutes and sort of set the stage for each day. And then we'll have 45 minute sessions with people. And, you know, so every day we'll be ending up around 4.30 or 5. CJ and I'll kind of do a recap at the end each day. We'll be sharing more about what they're doing with the pickleball community, which is really exciting, but I'll leave that for her to share on the summit. So, you know, a lot of great things I'm going to be sharing. I mean, I'm actually have just set up pickleball forum for women only. Now that may sound crazy, but the pickleball forum is fantastic. I mean, Aspen has done such a great job of putting that together. But one of the things I've just set up a group for people can just search for, you know, Pickleball Forum for Women is because there are some things, you know, pertinent to just us, Lynn. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's doubles play or different questions people have. So I thought, well, maybe it's time to have a group that sort of keys on women in pickleball. So that's just starting up and uh, hope people come and join us and, you know, ask questions, share tidbits about playing. Well, I will look forward to joining and I'm so glad you mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah, well, I actually just set it up last night, to be quite honest. It was like something came to me and it had kind of been in the back of my mind because I'll see, you know, people asking certain questions and I thought, well, maybe we just need a forum where women can gather. Not that we're, you know, we're not against men. It's not that. But sometimes I just see a lot of questions along those lines and maybe we can get a group going that that really addresses those. So I have a little poll that people can fill out when they come on and, you know, just welcome the women to come together and, and share ideas, share resources, share tips, whatever they're doing. We'd love to hear. Well, I want to go ahead and circle back to 
what you were talking about with your previous summit, which was around the mental game, because that's something that I'm really interested in having a background in sports psychology mm-hmm. and just give me a sense of, you know, who was a part of that summit, what they talked about. And then if somebody wants to, you know, get back to the episodes, how, how they can do that. Yeah. Well, ironically, you're not going to find this too <laughs> surprising, but to go there, you go to PB for pickleball, PB mind shift summit. I, I like to think of things as a shift. People are always talking about a mindset, Lynn, but this comes from my background. I always tell people, look, to go from one mindset to another mindset, it's still set as it, it's as if it's ingrained. I think if you're really going to be working on your game in whatever you do, whether it's physicality or mental, you have to have daily shifts. I mean, these are micro shifts that we're talking about. And that's how we improve our physical game, our mental game. I mean, I have things that I say in my head every time I step onto the court that are to empower me to be a better pickleball player. Does that mean I never make a mistake? No, but guess what? If I make a mistake, I say in my head, next time, I've got this next time. If I go, oh, that's the dumbest thing you've ever done. You're such a bad pickleball player. I mean, what do you think the chances are that you're gonna get better? I mean, it, it's just, you know, it, it, it just doesn't happen that way. So the bottom line is, if people go to pbmindshiftsummit.com, they're going to be able to read before they ever register. You're going to be able to read what the pros and coaches say about the Mindshift Summit. I'll just give you an example. Morgan Evans, he was the first guy I asked to be on it, and he said yes. But here's what he said after it. He said, the Mindshift Pickleball Summit has given me the perfect medium to discuss the most important aspect that affects performance, mental strength. We took a good look at my personal strategies for long-term development and the relationship between success and confidence. Can't wait for the next one. And then Sarah Ansbury has something she says about it. Hella Spar, Wes Gabrielson, Laura Fenton Cavanda, CJ Johnson, Laura Stratman. You talk about one of the new young players that is rocketing. I mean, that's Laura. She's fantastic. And talk about somebody that has a mental strength of, for a young gal. I think Lauren's 24 or 25. Peter Popovich, great guy. And then we had some comments from participants that were in the summit. One of them was John Callahan, who you have interviewed, Lynn. So we just we just had a great event. And I think everybody was like, oh my gosh, it was it was so important to elevate this conversation. This is great. And I love that. That's the whole purpose of the summits. And I love what you had to say there about, you know, talking about mindset seems like such a permanent thing, but mm-hmm. I love that analogy with, with calling it mind shift. Well, I mean, think about it, Lynn. So many people feel challenged by, oh my gosh, let me get a new mindset. I mean, it's almost like I'm just starting pickleball. Let me be a pro player tomorrow. That doesn't seem achievable. But if I just say, look, give me just a little bit better today than yesterday. 
I don't care if you went out yesterday and you 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 missed every serve in your game. What do you want to do tomorrow? Make one of them. You know, I mean, I think we we just look at things backwards in terms of how am I going to grow in my game? Now, nobody wants to go out and miss a serve, you know, every time. I'm not saying that. But the way we craft how we talk to ourselves inside is huge. And if we're putting ourselves down every time we make an error, then the chances that we're going to get better are very, very slim. So the mental is does not happen in a vacuum, just like with the health aspect. None of that is in a vacuum just to be talking about health and fitness and mental gain. It's all attached back to your pickleball game and how you're going to improve and do better. But at the end of the day, Lynn, I tell people, keep this in mind. Have fun. Have fun out on the court. And having fun out on the court is not determined by whether you win or whether you lose. The reality is sometimes you can actually play better, play your best pickleball, and you may have lost the particular games you played in. Sometimes you don't play as well and you win. Does that make you better? (laughs) Not exactly. I mean, the key is really analyzing me analyzing my physical skills each time I step onto the court, my mental skills. How am I approaching the game? How am I approaching the shots? How am I looking at my opponents? So all of these things are important, I think. Well, no no doubt. And anything else that you're doing, you know, the summits have got to be a tremendous amount of work, but anything else that you do in relationship to pickleball? I think there's, uh, you might be an ambassador and a PPR certified too. Yeah, I mean, how did I become an ambassador? Well, I looked and we didn't have one in our area. So I thought, well, perhaps I should sign up and see if I can be one. And about the time I did it, I started my application and then I kind of put it to the side. And by the time I went back to it, oh, my goodness, I told him, I said, if anybody fills this out, you ought to just take them. (laughs) I mean, it was it was so in-depth. But at that point, because I'd already decided I wanted to do it, I thought, well, I'll go ahead and fill this out. So Mike Hoxie is actually uh, the person who did my interview. He's a great person, runs a lot of tournaments, as people probably know. Great guy. And he's in our district. So I became an ambassador. And then I'm a coach, you know, at heart. Uh, My tagline is born to coach, whether it's doing online training or with the bioenergy device or whatever. So I thought, well, I got this thing about PPR when they were just starting it up, professional pickleball registry. And I thought, well, I should join that. And so I was one of the first people that did. And then I saw that I could get trained to be PPR certified. So I thought, hmm, you know, I think I'll do that. And so when I was down in Palm Springs for, you know, the big tournament in 2019, I saw that Sarah Ansbury was going to be teaching it. So I just signed up for it and became PPR certified. And I, I look at it as just another thing in my toolbox, Lynn. I'm interested. I'm curious. I want to learn as much as I can. You know, I don't think we all have to be pros to improve and to be interested. And to be quite honest, the majority of people are not pros. We're just everyday people out there loving pickleball. I love the sense of community. 
if there's anything that attracted me when I walked in the gym five minutes away from me that first day, it was how people treated me. I felt like I was home. And then tell you the truth, I was actually scared to go that first day. I went on Amazon, bought a paddle, and I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know anybody. And they just welcomed me in. And I found that pickleball is such a wonderful, uh, welcoming community where people just work together. And that is as important to me as playing the game. Well, I agree. I've definitely found that too. And, you know, it sounds like you're already such an ambassador in so many ways for the sport. If somebody wants to reach out and contact you, where's the best place? Well, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and probably uh, one of the best ways, if you want to reach me, you can text or call is 888-440-9780. That's a good way, a phone number to reach me. And you can also reach out to me via email at Coach B, Coach B as in Barry, (laughs) Coach B at boomerathletes.com. Good email to reach me. And also we have on Facebook, we have a Facebook group with our Epic Pickleball players. And if people come and register for our summits, it'll give you Uh, a button to join us on Facebook, you know, and we would love to have you join us uh, on our page there. I think this game is epic. So. (laughs) Well, all right. I I love the name and I really appreciate your time and having you on the podcast today. Hey, thanks, Lynn. I love what you're doing and keep up the good work. We need more people like you spreading the word about our wonderful, wonderful sport of pickleball. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.